The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Travel over Christmas amid the COVID 19 pandemic has brought attention back to a promise uh, Premier Kenny made to table legislation that would allow Albertans to remove elected officials from office at any time. Uh, the Premier promised uh, a recall act in a throne speech which was delivered on February 25th of this year where his government promised to allow constituents to remove their MLAs, municipal councillors, mayors and school board trustees from office between elections. The Canadian Taxpayers Federation says this controversy highlights why the province needs a recall act. Franco Terrazano is with the Alberta branch of the CTF and he says, you know what, it was a key campaign promise of the UCP. He promised us recall legislation because it is a powerful tool to hold politicians accountable. And, and you know, last year, the government re-upped its promise to Albertans during its February 2020 throne speech that it would be implementing recall legislation. Now, following all of this very closely is Mount Royal political science professor Lori Williams. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Jamin. All right. You've been following, as I said, this very, very closely. It's been a busy few days for political scientists yep. in, the, in, this, in this province. It has been uh, something to, to watch. And uh, really one of the things that I think has been fascinating is that the outrage regarding, um, regarding the, the travel um, has transcended um, party lines. It doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left or straight down the middle. It's kind of, you know, it's full scope, isn't it? Absolutely. Tells you how deeply felt the uh, the anger uh, ab- about this is, uh, because it it goes straight to the experience of a number of Albertans who've made a lot of sacrifices for over ten months now. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's very, very personal. We we saw today, we saw the uh, the resignation of the Municipal Affairs Minister, the Chief of Staff, Jamie Huckabay, uh, being asked to step down. Uh, your thoughts on, on what happened this afternoon? You know, this three days, four days later after he came out and took the blame himself, the Premier today putting on Facebook that this has happened. Well, two things are notable. Um, the first thing is that when he first came out, he said he took responsibility responsibility that there's a higher standard uh, for those in positions of public trust and said that he wasn't going to do anything about it because he hadn't made it clear what the what the, the expectations um, or requirements of his government were. I don't know how much clearer you can be than to post it on the government website and hold the people who are at the table with you responsible for that. Mm. So now he's saying that that um, these individuals are going to take responsibility. Um, the, the, the most significant resignation is his chief of staff because he's uh, he's actually out of his his position now the um the minister of municipal affairs is out of that portfolio but she and all of the other mlas uh, of course are still in government which Mm -hmm. relates to your recall comment earlier Mm -hmm. Uh, but i think the big question that's going to continue to swirl here not just the delay in the response or the insensitivity um uh, maybe even the the uh, entitlement that seems to be behind um, what a lot of these individuals did uh, is the fact that Jason Kenney is, is, I guess, expecting people to believe that he didn't know that they were mm-hmm. away, that his municipal affairs minister, who's responsible for emergency management, the number two person on that committee, uh, responsible for the rollout of vaccines, um, that that minister went to Hawaii without the premier knowing it and that his chief mm-hmm. of staff uh, went to the UK without the premier mm-hmm. knowing it. And I just don't think 
that given his, his uh, well-deserved reputation for micromanagement, I don't think that's something that a lot of Albertans <laughs> are going to buy. And so if, if we take him at his word that he is responsible, as he said he was, uh, in that first press conference, conference, the question is, well, what does that mean now? Uh, if you're responsible, you had to have known. You must have signed off on on these uh, these vacations, mm-hmm. at least for those two, if not for more. Um, you know, where are you? Where's your responsibility in all of this? So uh, moving forward, I've asked a, a couple of people uh, this today, Loria, about, um, you know, recovering from this and, and moving forward. I mean, you know, some folks on my text line, they, they don't care one little bit. They, they think that we're, we're just scratching a, uh, uh, an, an itch and that, that we're making it uh, that we're making it worse. Other people are really, really ticked off. Um, those people who think it's nothing, well, that that's fine. But those people who are really, really ticked off, and, and, and some from deep within the conservative um, tent, you know, under that tent, how, how do we, how does the party then um, get them um, soothed? How do they get them, um, you know, back into the, into, um, you know, not being angry? I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been racking my brains about that for days now. I think perhaps had Tanya Allard resigned right away, if uh, uh, Huckabee had had resigned right away, maybe this could have been blunted. But people have just been, you know, grow. It's been a snowball uh, of anger that has been growing for days now, and this seems to be a pattern that the the premier uh, doesn't recognize the anger that is building, doesn't recognize the necessity to take decisive action, and by the time he does, um, it's it's too late for a lot of Albertans. So he's in a, you know, a very difficult position because he's got the problem both of losing support at the center and losing support on the right. And I guess we'll be watching to see if, if people start to sort of peel off and he loses people mm. on the right flank as well as at the center, and it'll be also interesting to see where they go. Um, I think the other thing that is important to understand here is that this is something that that people are really feeling very very deeply um, and I don't know if you can recover from all of these people who made significant sacrifices for as I said over 10 months they didn't spend time with family over Christmas they could not do what these individuals um, did particularly uh, presumably um, Mr. Huckabee was connecting with family in uh, in the UK and in a way that would not have been allowed if you were in Alberta. And all of these Albertans who've made sacrifices, people that you're seeing online, people I've spoken to, people I'm getting emails and texts from, who are, who've never been engaged or involved politically, uh, who voted UCP last time around and are absolutely furious and not going to vote for this government. Uh, again, I don't know if those, those visceral feelings will be forgotten uh, by the next by the next election. I, I think we'll, we'll wait and see how big the impact is, mm-hmm. whether other issues come to the fore between now and then. But part of the problem is that the effectiveness of the guidelines that have been put out by this government have now been undermined, both mm. on the side of the people who thought that they were too much in the first place and saying, okay, you impose these restrictions that we don't think you should have done. You obviously didn't believe in them because you're not requiring your own insiders to follow them um, or people on the other side who said well we made the sacrifices and the government has put these into place we followed them 
um, and others weren't required to. Now we have a problem of whether people will follow the guidelines that continue mm-hmm. to come from this government, and that could have huge both health care and economic consequences. Yeah, what happens in a couple of weeks when we, yeah. you know, what what you know what announcement is the premier going to make in a couple of weeks when we're technically done the four-week lockdown that we've that we're in right now? Uh, that's going to be fascinating to watch as well. Do you, in, in recent memory, Laurie, has has there been um, a political uh, scandal like this in Alberta um, that has that that has had people as fired up as 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 what you've seen this one? The last time I remember this kind of anger, I, I guess I could go back to the just the lead up to the 2015 election, um, mm. where the anger at the entitlement and and mm. the arrogance, the elitism, uh, mm. basically the the sense that the rules did not apply to those who were in yeah. in high government office. Uh, we saw that with Alison Redford previous to that as well, yeah. and and that history's got to be worrying the government right now because people. Um, who had voted in 2012 for the the Wild Rose Party, voted for the NDP in 2015 because they were so furious um, at that entitlement and so forth. And that was based on, you know, sort of a sense of, of uh, spending taxpayers' money out unwisely. This yep. wasn't something that hit them where, I mean, there are people who can't go to the funerals of their loved ones or their yep. friends, people who can't visit them in hospital because they're not on that very restricted list, people who have lost loved ones, people who have postponed weddings, who didn't spend time with their families over Christmas. Like, they are making heartfelt sacrifices and 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 add to that the fact this government seems to be in a con- continuing battle with healthcare workers who are the, the the heroes of this crisis who are making huge sacrifices to cover off shifts for people who are ill or who are in isolation because they've been exposed you know they're really at the end of their rope in terms of their energy and their ability to continue to, to cope with all of this and uh, one one actual former ally of the of the premier described it as a slap in the face. That's part of what really strikes me about this. People like uh, Rick Bell, um, mm. uh, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, as you mentioned earlier, rebel media. I mean, folks that would have been in the premier's camp and certainly on the side of the UCP um, are are coming out after the government in a way that um, we I don't think I've ever seen before and and so it's that combination of an anger that we've seen turn elections in the past the fact that it's Mm -hmm. viscerally felt by people who've been making a lot of sacrifices for a long time and the fact that this might impact their ability to deal effectively going forward with this this pandemic and the vaccination program the loss of trust i think is going to have enduring effects before I let you go, uh, I mentioned that recall legislation. It was uh, was talked about earlier this year in that throne in that throne speech. Your thoughts on 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 recall legislation? BC has it. Um, you know, there's some rules around it. We've talked about it on the show before. Your your thoughts on that and 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 what that could look like here in Alberta. Right. Well, my colleague Dwayne Brad actually spoke to the legislative committee dealing with this um, and, and basically said what worked in, in uh, British Columbia and how things ought to be structured in such a way that it's not just sort of a, um, a, 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 a trigger that's too easy to, to put into place. But, I mean, anybody who knows much about Alberta history knows that William, William Aberhart brought in recall legislation and the first mm-hmm. attempt to recall a, a public official was him. And then he said, well, I didn't mean for now, it's for future. <laughs> and, and, I mean, it's hard not to wonder if the reason that it's been 
uh, tabled is that the government is worried about losing some key members by uh, by those who are very very much uh, motivated by their anger on this. Um, uh, it, it, I mean, who knows if that's the reason why it's been tabled? But this plays back into um, coming back to Rick Bell uh, asking, mm. "Well, look, this was a government that that uh, that ran." Uh, to be more accountable, to be more transparent, to fill its mm-hmm. co- promises, to be accountable, um, and it's not doing those. And, and he's asking if it was, was, you know, was this claim to listen to the common people just a, a ploy to win an election? Um, and that's the question I think that's coming up now from the Taxpayers Federation, um, from Rick Bell. I mean, people that, as they say, would would have been in the in the UCP camp prior to this um, are very angry, and and I think the. Premier appears to have been governing up until this point. Um, it looks like he's trying he's trying to prevent people from defecting on the right, and now it looks like some of those folks that are really you know very influential spokespeople um, in that camp. Uh, might be encouraging people to do exactly that. Mm. Well, uh, never a dull moment in uh, Alberta politics <laughs> at all, Lori. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me this afternoon. I appreciate it. And thank you, Jalen. Yeah, you betcha. Lori Williams uh, checking in this afternoon. She's a professor of uh, political science at Mount Royal University.